friends. Welcome to Originality Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dalton. And joining me today, as always, is our show's super awesome producer, Amanda Foster. Today we'll be talking about Enneagram Type 4s, the romantic or the individualist. We are making these type episodes as concise and to the point as we can so you can figure out your type and learn how to grow without having to listen to a whole hour-long podcast or read a book first. So without further ado, we're going to start our type four episodes with 20 words that concisely describe Enneagram type four. Creative, emotional, unique, intense, introspective, deep, sensitive, authentic, idealistic, unconventional, intuitive, individualistic, misunderstood, empathetic, soulful, dramatic, eclectic, graceful, sentimental, and poetic. So Amanda, out of those 20 words, were there any that stuck out to you as like, oh yeah, that really fits a type four for me or any that stuck out to you as, oh, that's surprising. I wasn't expecting that one. Yes, I love the word intense for the four because I feel like fours have a special kind of passion that they carry, um, just that they are very aware, they feel their emotions, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I was even thinking, you know, um, Myers-Briggs, mm-hmm. I was wondering is it possible for a four to not be a feeler? Hmm. I think that would be really unlikely because fours are so aware of their emotions and they tend to make decisions based off of their emotions because their emotions are so prominent in their lives. So, I mean, yeah, from a Myers-Briggs perspective, I would think, I would think almost all fours would be intuitive feelers. So some sort of NF whether it's INFJ, ENFJ, ENFP. Yeah, I mean, some sort of NF. Yeah, so I would, if anyone's out there is a four and feels like they aren't um, an intuitive feeler, then let's talk about that. Yes, we, we <laughs> want to meet you. We're fascinated. Yeah, wait, I just want your perspective. Which it, it honestly wouldn't be super surprising because fours like to not be boxed in and they like to be different and they like to break the rules. So almost certainly, even if you are an intuitive feeler, there is a four listening right now that is like, no, I'm unique and I am not that. <laughs> right. Which is fine. Yeah. We, we love and accept you just as you are. Okay. So any words that just stuck out as kind of unexpected? Um, Graceful. Mm-hmm. Not to say that a four wouldn't be graceful, but I'm wondering what about specifically being a four contributes to that? Yeah, so I think it's more something that I've observed in the fours that I know that there's a graciousness about them in that they genuinely care for other people. They seem like considerate people. They can have a tendency to be really self-focused, really overly involved in their negative emotions um, when they're unhealthy. But when they are healthy or even just doing good, there's an eloquence about them and the way that they talk and 
how they go about life and how they introspect, how they observe things, their thoughtfulness. I feel like there's a sense of gracefulness about them. And maybe that's just my own definition and take on the four. Yeah, that's really interesting. But it makes sense that because they feel deeply and can probably be empathetic to others that um, they would be able to carry that in their relationship. Yeah. So moving on, we're going to talk about the four primary characteristics of type fours. The first characteristic of type fours is that they are emotionally sensitive. This emotional sensitivity brings about a lot of other characteristics like their creativity, their thoughtfulness, their introspection, and um, their observance of beauty. So we're going to kind of just break those down and talk about those. So fours are emotionally sensitive. They have a wide array of emotions and feel everything deeply. This emotional sensitivity can lead them to be deeply compassionate for people and very introspective. It can also lead them to um, tend to dwell in their emotions, get really stuck in it, feel like they're too much um, around people. It it leads to a lot of other things, but there's also a beauty to their awareness of their own emotions. Because of their wide array of emotions and the intensity of their emotions, fours tend to be creative or use creativity as an outlet for that. But that doesn't mean that all fours are necessarily artistic or musicians or that all artists or musicians are fours. I think the stereotypes can be thrown around either way, but there does seem to be a pretty strong common thread that fours are writers or musicians, artists, one of those, just even to process both the intensity of their emotions, but also their observance of beauty in the world. So fours, obviously, in consequence, are very thoughtful and introspective. They think very deeply about the world around them. They love poetry, books that have depth, movies and literature that help them think deeper about the world or add to that that deep thought. Um, they love to and evaluate their themselves very deeply um, and tend to focus over focus on their flaws in doing so but they are also they have a gift for observing beauty in the world they are constantly in search of their own significance but because of that they are aware of the significance and everything else outside of them so they're they're just aware of how beautiful either the landscape is or how beautiful people are, the the beauty of God in uh, the simple things, the little things that other people fly by, they just observe and become so emotional about and are just overwhelmed by how beautiful things are, which is probably one of my favorite things about fours because I think I have a tendency to kind of rush past things like that. And fours kind of draw the other types into their emotions to behold. Our second primary characteristic of type fours is that they believe something is missing in themselves or tragically flawed. So the theory of the childhood wound of the type four is that as a child, they experienced abandonment or rejection and in that believed the lie that it was because of their deficiencies that they were abandoned or rejected. This causes the four to over-identify with their flaws in an attempt to control how others might perceive them. So it's kind of that whole thing of like, if I think the worst of myself, then others 
aren't going to think worse of me than I already think of myself. They're sensitive to criticism and often feel shame for being too much or misunderstood. Fours ache to be understood and are constantly in search of their own significance. Our third primary characteristic of type fours is their desire to be seen as special and unique. Fours believe they will be loved and receive the attention they are deprived of for their uniqueness or special talents. This causes fours to over-identify with their talents or eccentric qualities that make them unique. They long to authentically express themselves as who God has created them to be, but have developed a false image of themselves in an attempt to be seen as special as or unique. So type twos, type threes, and type fours all project an image of themselves for one reason or another. Um, twos, they want to be seen as kind or sweet because they want to be admired and, and try and earn love in that way. Threes want to be seen as successful or accomplished or achievement oriented so that way they will be uh, loved for their success. And fours project an image of uniqueness or I have this special gift or talent so I'm going to I'm going to over-focus or over-identify with that because that's how they believe they will be loved. At the same time, they also are so passionate about being who they really are. Their authenticity is a really high value for them. So they kind of war with themselves in this tragedy of like, I want it to be known and understood for exactly who I am, who God's created me to be. I want to be loved for that. But then they also believe they have to be better than they are to be loved. Mm. So there's kind of this war that happens inside themselves and it creates a lot of frustration and a lot of pain. And it just this awful cycle that happens within the four of love me for who I am, but I'm not lovable for who I am. So love me for all this special uniqueness that I'm going to project an image of. Wow. But so... Obviously, fours are unique, so just like everyone's unique. So do you think it's that they just don't know how unique and special they are themselves, so they're trying to make themselves more special? So it, it really comes down to comparison. So the um, passion or deadly sin or um, however you want to word that of the four is envy. So it's really an envy of significance that they see in other people, other things outside of themselves that they don't see in themselves. And it's just because they've, they've so focused on their flaws that they don't see the, the good qualities as much. It's, it's really not that they don't just not see themselves as unique. Actually, if anything, they see themselves as unique, but they just believe that that's the only reason people would love them because they're so obsessed with their other flaws in comparison with the things that they see in other people. And and there's also this weird, um, there's so many push-pull factors in a four. So they, they want to fit in, but they don't want to be ordinary because they think they'll disappear into the ordinariness. So they, they want to fit in in the sense of being able to have community and be loved for who they are, but they feel like if they fit in, then they won't matter for who they are. They're just one of the crowd. They're one of the masses. 
And in relationships, um, a couple of the books I read talked about this push-pull that they tend to have in relationships of they draw people to themselves because they want to be seen and known and accepted, and then they push people away uh, because they want they, they miss the longing of the relationship with people or they push people away to test, oh, will they really love me for who I am? So a lot of times in relationships, there'll be this really strong draw and then kind of a pushing away and a distancing. And they are constantly looking for someone to rescue them. And at their worst, they tend towards a victim mentality, codependency and emotional enmeshment. Um, they, they, they so desperately want to be loved for who they are that, uh, they can try and, uh, kind of find that in a person in an unhealthy way when they're really, really unhealthy. That's not the norm or like a healthy average person. Mm-hmm. So our fourth primary characteristic of type four is that they feel that the unspoken rules that apply to everyone else don't apply to them. Um, And then also that their discontentment and fighting of ordinariness can cause them to romanticize or idealize things in an attempt to be unique. So it's kind of two points in one, but they're connected. So just kind of go with me for a minute. So feeling that the unspoken rules that apply to everyone else don't apply to them. You know, fours, they, they don't like routine or mundane aspects of life. They know that they're different. So they feel like, well, I don't have to be like everyone else. I can be special and unique and talented and do that in my own way. I don't need to sleep eight hours every night. I don't need to go to the store that everybody else goes to or have a routine the way everyone else has a routine. I'm going to kind of do things my own way in an attempt to be unique or to inject drama into my life. Because they don't want to be ordinary, they don't want to disappear into the masses, they tend to invent or inject drama into their everyday life, which it may be really small things or really big things. They have this tendency to romanticize or idealize people, events, situations, a number of things, so that when they actually get to that thing, it feels empty because it could never have, the reality could have never competed with the fantasy, which is why they're called the romantic. They, they have a tendency to ram- romanticize things. I, I feel like I relate to that a lot um, with my four wing. Well, I think even as a seven, I can relate to a piece of that. I tend to make a lot of plans, um, but for the four, it's like they, they struggle to live in the present not just because of their fantasies of the future, but also because they have this preoccupation with the past and what could have been. And that's there, there's so much grief that they carry over what could have been. And if every, every good thing that comes along in your life, you've romanticized to the point that it could never compete with reality, then you're constantly disappointed. So they they end up in this cycle of disappointment and frustration and regret, focusing on the past, or when they do think of the future, they're romanticizing it. So in their present, they're so sad and disappointed, they don't want to stay there. So yeah, so that they they, they have that tendency to get really stuck in um, disappointment. And I think healing and growth for the four, which again, we're going to talk about more in the next episode is letting go of the expectation 
and seeing the beauty that God's given them and what they have. It's, it's about contentment. It's a journey towards contentment, but also seeing the beauty of God in themselves and in what they already have now. I would just love to be able to talk with a four about these things and really dive into where do you go from here? What do you see as success? You just described a whirlpool heading down of mm-hmm. emotion and just getting stuck in in mindsets. And I feel like I relate to that a lot, um, what you just described. And so I'd love to just talk more about that and and just brainstorm how do you take those tendencies and the just deep intense emotion deep feeling and like find the strengths in those things that's there's like there's just so much you can do with that but it's definitely to me the four and and these characteristics just really stick out as like just some really hard things to overcome and but once they are overcome like man how powerful of a force that a four can be yeah absolutely i think you know these characteristics are kind of bringing to light some of the the things that the enemy can use to trap the four to hold them back from who god's created them to be they're just lies and they're things that we want to bring to light so that way our four friends can walk in freedom and who God's called and created them to be. Man, when they do that, like fours are some of my most favorite people because especially as a seven, I do struggle to be in my emotions and to be aware of them and to sit with the negative emotions. And what better person than a four to help me process those things? They're, they're amazing listeners. They're so thoughtful. Uh, some of the most powerful World changers I know are fours. I mean, powerful, powerful musicians and pioneers and artists, and they they speak out against injustice and are so observant of beauty. Fours just reveal so much of God's character that if we didn't have that, like what, how dreary would this world be without fours? Okay, guys, that's it for today. Um, Tune in next week for part two of our Enneagram Type 4 episodes. I am so grateful for those of you that have been listening and sharing these episodes. If you love this episode, if it ministered to you, or if you learned something today, please leave a review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Originality Podcast or at my personal Instagram at Jess Loves Personality. And make sure that you subscribe so that way you don't miss a thing. I would like to close our time together with a quote from C.S. Lewis. No man who bothers about originality will ever be original, whereas if you simply try to tell the truth, you will become original without ever having noticed it. Until next time.